Welcome to ArcaCast, the best place to share with friends and get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dylan White, join me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, I'm excited to be here on this week, filled with Bayonetta news. Also here, Kieran Munchen. Hi, I'm excited to talk about all things Caped Crusader and also High Heeled Betrayals. Sure, that'll work. Uh, so, yes, we will be talking about Gotham Knights a little bit later. Kieran has been playing that. I'm going to talk about Wild Hearts, a thing I previewed like weeks ago but didn't get to talk about because Pax was on. Uh, Silent Hill and Resident Evil, both are showcases. And uh, we'll talk about McDonald's and how Kieran will rant about Overwatch, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, let's get into Bayonetta stuff. So, I'm actually, I thought this, because I was on last week's episode, um, I thought this was happening when you recorded or was this after? I'm a bit confused. This was after we recorded. Okay, it must have been sure. just. I swear yeah. it was around the like- same time. Yeah, I think we recorded Saturday morning. Mm. Maybe it happened Saturday night or Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll just read a bit. In of- hindsight, glad we didn't. Yeah. It, glad we didn't touch it when it first. Yeah, yeah there's been a lot happening yeah. since then. Um, Kotaku writes here, the story behind the casting of a lead voice actor role, uh, the lead, sorry, the lead voice actor role for the third game in the Bayonetta series has been a complete mess involving allegations of terrible pay, conflicting accounts and non-disclosure agreements. In an attempt to put the whole thing to bed, the developers of the title Platinum Games have tonight issued a statement. Tonight, as of like recording, this was posted a couple of hours ago. We at Platinum Games offer our sincerest appreciation to everyone who has contributed to creating the Bayonetta series over the years, as well as the community that has served its foundation. We give our full support to Jennifer Hale as the new Bayonetta and align with everything in her statement. We ask people to please refrain from any further comments that would disrespect Jennifer or any of the other contributors to the series. Um, Jennifer posted up, who is a new voice actor of Bayonetta, We'll get back to everything as this. She posted up the thing earlier saying, with regard to Bayonetta 3, as a long-time member of the voice actor community, I support every actor's right to be paid well and have a, a, uh, advocated consistently for this for years. Anyone knows me or has followed my career will know that I have great respect for my peers and that I am advocate for all members of this community. Blah, 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 blah. Finally, I hope that everyone will resolve these differences in an amicable and respectful way with love and respect to you all, Jennifer Hale. This, of course, all kicked off, and the reason these two other people writing this is because the story began last week when Helena... Helena, oh sorry, Helena Taylor, who played Bay- Bayonetta in the series' first two games, released a series of videos where she claimed she had only been offered $4,000 for the role in the third and third game and called for fans to boycott the upcoming game as a result. Quote, fat cats cream off the top and leave us the crumbs. Um, she said before noting her inability to get a living wage from the industry has led her to suffer depression and anxiety. As she tells it after being lowballed, she wrote to Hideki Kamiya, uh, executive, producer, executive director on the game, to plead a case. She complains that he acknowledged her importance to the role and how much it would mean to fans, but the offer still apparently ended up being $4,000. She said, I worried that I was going to be on the streets. Um, that terrified me so much that once I was suicidal, I'm not afraid of the non-disclosure agreement. Uh, agreement. I can't even uh, afford to run a car. What are they going to do? Take my clothes? Good luck to them. Hale, who was replaced by Taylor, issued her own state, statement, the one just read out above, while a story on Bloomberg posted this week then cast doubt on some of Taylor's initial pay claims. Both women have subsequently be targeted by online abuse, prompting Platinum's plea in tonight's statement. The Bloomberg story, just to give a quick rundown of that, which was written by Jason Schreier about four or five days after her original video, I think, after he did some digging, um, was that he found corroborating and vi- sorry, he found reports and VG twenty four seven also had their own sources that uh, uh, corroborated the corroborated, report yeah, yeah. Um, to say that this is the same thing that they've come to, which is that um, apparently Platinum had offered her four thousand dollars for something like five to six sex- uh, sessions 
Well, so that was going to be the- 4,000 so, per session. 4,000 per session. over 3,000 to 4,000 per session. Roughly for three to four, four sessions, sessions yeah. that were going to be around, I think, five roughly to six hours each. Yeah, so roughly it's, it was going to be around 20 grand is what their reports came to. And they said that their, um, that was the, the breakdown in their- um, that their their report said the breakdown was between the back and forth over money. Eventually, they couldn't come to terms. They went to Jennifer Hale. So, um, look, my as a Bayonetta fan, I said, I think Ash, like, of course, asked me about this when we recorded Platt or something like that because that's when the news was sort of popping off. And at the time, I said, look, not good, but I'm waiting. Off for- air, I'm pretty sure we talked about this, just to be clear. Yes, off air. Sorry. I don't not, think we not talked on about Platt. it. It was off, off air. air. Yeah. I said, not good. I said something like, well, I was saying like, it's not good. But at the time I said, I'm waiting for more information because this just seems weird to me that Jennifer Hale would be brought in to replace an actor who was apparently getting so fucking low-balled at $4,000 and that she would be doing this because I know that she's a um, union Union actor. actress. Yeah, union she would actress. be definitely getting paid a much more correctly. Pr- proper amount, correct amount, um, mm-hmm. hopefully. So, yeah, that was the part that was confusing me. So when this stuff came out from Bloomberg and Jason Schreier, I was like, that kind of makes more sense to me because I the Jennifer Hale part was the most confusing. If it had been random voice actor I've never heard of and I have no idea the history or if they're a union actress, I probably would have been a bit more like straight away like, yeah, I totally believe everything oh, here. Scabbed, yeah. yeah, it was the Jennifer Hale part that had me going, I think there's more to this story. I, I think there's more to this story. And it turned out to be more yeah. to the story. I think the thing is, and I'm echoing a lot of people's other thoughts on this is that this story which could have been twisted and turned into a um an echo about how a lot of the video game voice actors are currently still underpaid um they don't get loyal uh royalty fees and all these other sorts of really actually important discussion points around the topic have completely and utterly disappeared from the conversation because like anything on the internet it has turned into a sports event where people have picked their side um, either she pla- should, she should. Yep. yep. Um, it's all that matters. They're like, it's I'm team Platinum now. I'm team Helena. I'm team Jennifer. And you've got people adding Jennifer Hale who didn't say anything wrong other than, hey, I just want everyone to get along and like, um, blah, you know, like I'm nothing. I'm NDA. I can't talk about um, anything. And then people in her comments saying that she's a horrible person and like, like how dare she fuck over Helena and all this sort of stuff. Helena, uh, Helena, sorry. Um, all this sort of stuff. You got people at Platinum saying that everyone there, like, you know, people saying, I hope the studio goes under. What, everyone that works there go under, even like even if they underpaid, like that's an executive decision. So you want everyone and an entire company to fold because of this. Like this isn't like a, a mass, like fucking corporate sex slave scandal or something where the company, you know, like this is a executives like underpaid. This is an important issue, but um, it's not like, let's like fucking fight, like go crazy with our pitchforks. But yeah, um, it's, that's my thoughts. Like it's, it, it went from potentially striking a somewhat interesting uh, conversation that could have been used for good into it's not that at all now and it's just people yelling at each other and they're treating it like a yeah sports event where they, they pick their side. What are your thoughts, Ash? Uh, yeah, it's a weird one. <laughs> um, obviously very inflammatory uh, by Helena. Hopefully this is just a case of, you know, uh, some sort of communication mistake at some point as to why she thinks uh, she was only being offered so little. Um but yeah, it's crazy interesting that she obviously comes out like two weeks before the game is meant to come out, Kieran. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, 
you know, had these very inflammatory uh, videos. I think in the last one, she's like straight out calls out Jennifer Hale. She says um, something like, "Now they've got this other woman to do my to do the thing, but she'll never be this character." Uh, you know, like it's just yeah, it comes across very mean spirited, mean spirited, and you know, uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of it, it's definitely a weird one. We don't know what's in Bayonetta. We don't know what the story of Bayonetta three. Obviously, there was that story uh, going around about Persona five uh, when that game was coming out about one of the actor like the the red the Velvet Room guy, the voice actor being replaced. Uh, and you know, there's a story reason why she, why that actor wasn't in, in that in that game. Uh, you know, maybe uh, Bayonetta dies in the first fifteen minutes. She's golf club to the head, and then we get uh, the game is just somebody else the entire time. No, maybe Bayonetta three. Metal Gear Solid 2's us, and you just don't play as Plays right in the Bayonetta. entire time. Yeah. yeah, you play as right in the entire time. Exactly. Yeah, that's what, that's that's what I'm open for. Do you, do you guys think this has a bigger impact on further future stories about voice acting and the support nope. around voice acting? Nope. No, not anymore. No, negative? No, not anymore. Nope. This, this story now gets remembered as what it is, which is a clusterfuck. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's just, I guess you can have the negative effect where now do people doubt if a voice actor comes forward and says they've got a terrible working situation? Do people begin to doubt that now because of this story? Or I don't think so. Is well, this story it, the anomaly? It, I think this is the anomaly. Like, yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I don't know how much people care about how much voice actors, like on the whole, how much people care about voice actors getting paid. Obviously, in the. The story I've saw brought up in reference to this was the uh, the uh, voice actor for Mob Psycho 100 came out and was like, "Hey, can we have better working conditions?" And he got sacked by Crunchyroll uh, for the the dub got replaced, and everybody's kind of just kind of moved on, you know. So it's a kind of a thankless job. It's a, in so much regards, obviously, no, no because one, they're faceless. Yeah, no one actually cares about her perform or her being the performance. They care because. Did you know who the actress was? No, no, I I had no fucking clue. But that's the thing. I don't. (laughs) I don't feel like most people do. I feel the only reason a lot of people are uh, either picking sides is because they're they're big Bayonetta fans, so they're obviously on that side. They're sticking up for the game and it's uh, and platinum because they love the game. That they don't actually care about like workers' rights or um, like that sort of stuff. That's not where Mm. it comes from. Maybe of course. Small percentage. There's a percentage. I, there's a percentage, but I think the majority is like it's either. And then the other side are like just those people that are like happy to jump on the. Yeah, I fucking always hate platinum. On the back so Fuck yeah. these people, you know, like well, you know, yeah. shit like that. So, um, it's it's a it's a weird one. It's another thing is like there could be. So in in the world where it's like okay, so by all accounts, I don't know what I. It's it's hard to be like I think someone's lying or there's more to, even more to the story, but like I I'm choosing if I'm picking a side because that's what we gotta do. All the reporting to me, is, I'm choosing to, to believe all that reporting because it's just multiple accounts and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but even then, I don't think the true story is even good. It's not good either. Like I still think that the for people are like that's a lot of money. I'm like no no no, it's it's not because voice actor roles is a gig by gig, so you, you don't have. Well, a how cons- much dialogue was there in? The Bayonetta games. Oh, there's, a f- there's a lot of cut. There's a fair chunk of cutscenes and like all the like quips between. There's not a shit ton though. Like I definitely believe the five to six uh, sessions that are like four hour sessions or something like that. Like yeah. that are four to six hours or whatever each. I think that's definitely 
that that sounds about right for the bayonetta. Like it's an eight to ten hour game. You know what I mean? Like it's not super long or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. So I think that I definitely feel like that. I and the thing is, I'm not like I can't. You can't say like, oh, how much is this actually worth or that, that sort of thing. The thing I would say, as, as someone like just from uh, comparing this to like other things like uh, movies or whatever else, the it's the royalties sort of thing that stands out to me. So. Maybe you do the first game and, or, and then the second game, you get a slight pay increase. I think by the time you get to a third game, I think that, she, yes, she, she or anyone that's doing the third of a franchise, you should get a pay bump as you go up. Like, you should get paid more for each entry in a franchise, you know? And I, I definitely feel like for a character that's um, in Super Smash Bros, had an anime movie, you know, like, all the, like it's a... Bay, the other thing, Bayonet is not a huge franchise. The last game sold under... A million copies or whatever. Like people mm. are tr- talking about this game, like they should be able to pay billions of dollars. I'm like, Bayonetta is not a big game. <laughs> no, no, Bayonetta is not a big game. The, but it is like a well-known character. So I think I actually do think that for this sort of thing, like someone seeking royalties or or something like that, that sh- I don't think is an unfair discussion on the third game. It's not a discussion I think people should have on the first barely ever because there's like there's no reason to to lock that in um but on the third game for a franchise i do do think that's uh, a discussion that should be had and that's why you should join a union and you know that's what their job would be to to help sort of coordinate and help you have these conversations but yeah i I can't say if the the money's like good or bad or 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 what have you like i have no fucking clue but um. yeah i don't know about royalties it's like one video game royalties in video game doesn't seem like it's going to be feasible in this world where game pass becomes the is becoming increasingly the future of games unfortunately uh and you know there's no way to get royalties it's on a, a streaming switch. service it's a switch game exclusive no but like in general for the industry as well uh yeah um i think royalties is a dangerous not a dangerous yeah it's 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 topic. a people get royalties a, though in animation music movies um but it's getting lower and lower it's like almost you know Barely anything killing. Yeah. I, look, I, and each I, of those I, industries I, is different as well. It's I'm like, not trying to say 100% I think she should have been paid like a dollar per extra sale or something. I, yeah, I, I and think then that also, is a, does the voice actress who just says, what What do we say, worked for 20 hours, gets royalties on this game forever, you know, whereas the developers get don't wouldn't necessarily get that or they deserve more, and then you, everybody's getting royalties, and then, you know, then is a company going, well, there's no point making this game because uh, half the profit's going to... All this stuff, all these pe- other people. You know? I definitely yeah. feel it's a case by case scenario, and for characters yeah. that are like where there's so much personality, like, and the characters originally sort of brought to life with the performance, I, I definitely feel like it's a discussion that could be had with certain very specific I... characters and voice actors. The thing, the thing is, in, in a situation with, I would say, ninety percent of voice actors. This might be a hot take compared to my also brick and mortar store should close down. Any voice actor is replaceable. Any voice actor is in any situation. Wrong. You try and make that Mario movie about Chris Pratt. <laughs> Say the line, Ash. Wrong. They didn't replace Lionel. Oh, <laughs> Say the line. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Thank you. <laughs> That's so much better than Chris Pratt. <laughs> You try. You try to tell me he doesn't deserve extra money for that. Ugh. 
but yes, everybody is repressible. <laughs> it, it is interesting, but yeah, yeah I, I, I feel the thing is, I people who don't know anything, including us, right, about yes. voice acting. I know nothing about the business of how much voice actors get paid in games, fucking anime, whatever. I know absolutely fuck all. So I'm just voicing my generalized opinion about if I think an, a, a character actor should maybe get paid extra for like royalties. I'm not touching how much they should get paid. I have no fucking clue. But the problem is that everyone on Twitter, they're fucking experts, aren't they? They are fucking well, experts. Nah. Everybody on the internet's an expert. You got Everybody over here, a- you've got $4,000, $5,000 a session. That's fucking heaps. Over here, you've got, that's fuck all. They should get paid $50,000 a session. Where do these people get the information from? The same fucking place. Their hands. They have no fucking clue. They're, and everyone's just voicing their opinion like they're the smartest well, person in the I world. guess my, my, I guess always my perspective is that 20 grand is like a third of my yearly salary, right? Do you know how much and actors get paid in Hollywood? Yeah, it's fucking obscene. Yes. It's but fucking the, ridiculous. But it's a completely different industry. It's a different industry. The the and, and so like, much oh, of like obviously we're talk- on the bigger scale. So much of that, it's not the actual acting. It's the stuff they're doing around the acting, the promotion of the projects, and that kind of stuff. That is what they're actually paying for. That's why Chris Pack gets keeps getting jobs because he's happily do, do all the promo for all these things. <laughs> I I. He he just hates Mondays. Yeah, the, he's going to be Garfield. The thing that was what I was saying, that, but the thing is with <laughs> with someone, certain voice actors and stuff, they it is a fuck. I'm trying to think of the job. It's like a fuck. What's the word? I can't remember. Anyway, it's um like you know you do a job and then you're jobless. You don't have a consistent. It's a job. freelance job. Free, yeah. yeah, it's like freelance. Yeah. So you're like you're from one job to another. So that's why the money should be higher than your normal average. Hey, I'm full time at fucking Coles. You know, that's why. It's also the fact of I spend, um, and this is the reason she drops it in her initial video is I spend ten years of my life and however many hundreds of thousands of dollars that you go into debt um, in, in paying for to study. And then the idea is that because you obviously put so much time, effort, and money into to something, you get a, a massive like de- degree for arts or whatever the fuck you get from acting school. You know, like th- there th- there is a, a degree of that 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 is also a part of it. You look at like I'm insane. That is not. It's but a- you know, just because you got a degree doesn't mean you're entitled to get paid well. Well, Why that's not I, entitled to get work. I do think to a degree, yes. In an arts form. So no, casting directors should be like, like, hey, you know. It's not even like arts. This like, person's got a degree. You go, you He's go, got so much to pay off. You, you know, go we've got to give him a job. You study to become a surgeon, right? You spend all those years yeah. and money and that shit's not cheap to go to school for, right? You spend all yeah. that money and that training and you become a surgeon. You get paid a fuck ton as a surgeon. Yeah, but if you're a shit show surgeon, then you don't get. No, yeah, that's, you're not going to get kept as a surgeon. You won't get jobs. That's the know? same. Yeah, that's the same. That, that, but I'm not saying that like you should automatically get paid more. But I'm saying if you if you study to become a surgeon and you're fucking hired and you're good at your job, you're going to get paid a fair a fair chunk of change. I don't feel like that's any different to spending years and years of your life and paying a fuck ton of money to study and become an actor. That and then you are good at your job and you get hired at your job. When you're actually hired, you get paid at a higher rate than fucking working at McDonald's. Like I, 
I, I, as someone who's usually on this show with the more socialist thing, I'm definitely not going to come on here and say that voice actors and surgeons because you get paid the same amount as fucking McDonald's workers. <laughs> like, that is insane. I definitely feel like certain, certain jobs get paid. I don't overpaid. know if that Domino's employee is, like, really good at their job. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Then maybe they deserve it. I don't feel like that's a hot take. I, de- I, I, don't, I don't feel like that's a hot take. I, I definitely feel like there are sections of the world where I'm absolutely gobsmacked and uh, people are way, like, actors get paid way too much in Hollywood, in my opinion way too much like the millions of dollars they're getting paid i have no idea why they need to be paid i understand the reason is because it's a multi-million dollar industry there's that much money in it so they get paid that much but you often just think you're like they don't need that much money and no one needs that much money you think about the amount of money like like billion dollar million dollar like people in like trickle down economics it doesn't though because they fucking hold on to it and they hoard it and they buy because they've got to pay for the manager they've got to pay for the makeup artist they also generally live in la which is like the highest most expensive they got to pay for their hotel are staying in they um, don't though they yeah. get them for free mm, not the heart that's it um, all i think no, is, that's all it. I think if you are going i don't think mark, mark, mark rylance is we, getting free we, hotels you know we, what i mean yes he is oh my god we're going we're going way off track here we're talking about you know <laughs> let's go back a bit towards video games i just think video games doesn't have the infrastructure or the foundations in place for it to be anywhere close to hollywood for voice actors especially. And, and especially... I, I'm sorry. I feel like voice actors are such a smaller part of the pie as compared 100%. to actors in yep. movies and TV shows. Yeah, whereas, you know, voice actors I can, call bullshit because why the fuck do we like The Last of Us? Why do we because, like Uncharted? Because of the gameplay and the, no, the story that wrong. they wrote. The thing is, right, I would... you voice, Like, what would be... What right? Would you be able to play the game without the work of the developers and the people on the team, or would you be able to play the game without the voice actors? No, it's it's a it's a collaborative project, but that's no different than film. Like a very but, good performance no, no, no. is nothing it is if it's not shot film, well, though. edited well, scored well, directed well. The fucking performance but is still part of that. The shot. The thing is, right? The people shooting it are working an equal equal, if not more, time or a closer variance in time than the actors on screen. Yep. You're also like making this a weird like against the developers thing when I like totally are uh, no, on board it's not for a, no, no. It's just <laughs> developers should get paid more and voice actors should get paid more too. How about that? Yeah, everybody should be paid <laughs> more, about- but you know we don't want to pay for video games anymore, so it's it's, it's a t- but conundrum. we should we should get developers paid more before the voice actors are paid more. Uh, yeah, okay. But I didn't know I was trying to pick. I thought, like, I'm, that's what I was like, where the <laughs> it fuck was, are we It's like, not about this? picking. But I think, when we've got, no, it's like a percentage thing, you know. Maybe, it, you know, developers get a 1% bump, voice actors get a 0.5% bump. And, like, it, it's a thing, it's a discussion thing around people support voice actors because. It also depends on the project are, as well. That's the other end. It depends Sorry. on the project, but also voice actors have an outward face to, for the industry and. Uh, probably a louder kind of voice in the industry than individual developers working on a t- in a team. Like, you know your Jennifer Hales, you know your Troy Bakers, you know your Nolan Norths. You, you, can, you can search up their work really easily. You can know this person has done this work. I think it's far harder to know developers from a, an industry standpoint of, well, at least the wider community around the industry to understand exactly how much effort and work a single developer has put into the game. Yeah. They also are committed to this game longer than you know the voice actors. Very much so. Generally, one a developer will work on one game for years, where a voice actor could do but several games. In the I space feel like years. we're doing exactly 
what I was saying people online were doing, where they're picking a team, weirdly. Well, I'm not picking a team. Though. We're just stating the facts, though. You're saying like, like it's not. You're saying like developers sh- should get the, but like they're just. We're not picking a team. I'm saying. This sorry, the- I might have articulated properly. I get it. Royalties and stuff are definitely something that you know should be discussed. But I think it's a smaller problem down the line in terms of the video game industry and the financials of a whole of the industry. Yeah, if I, if I was ranking issues, I'd say like crunch and like sex, sexual assault and all, all these things are number one. But mm-hmm. like they're, they're all conversations <laughs> that I think can happen at the same time. And you like, for, but they're taken care of in different. I don't think parts. they can be. I don't think they can be had at the same time. Like, well, I they can need, because the, the thing with the voice actors is all the voice actors don't work in just video games. Where's the crossover? Quite often, mm. all the voice actors in video games also work in anime. And what's another topic that comes up quite often? Anime actors and voice actors. Ash has brought one up for fucking Mob Psycho. Yep. Get treated like shit as well. There's a cross. Uh, oh, there's a cross pollination between anime voice actors and video game voice actors because you they're quite often the same people um so it's not just a video game issue it's we're now talking about the anime industry issue which is the voice actor issue as a as a whole so that if you can sort of focus that side over here that's that's fucking anime some video games as well but a lot of it is actually anime that's where the the wider problem with voice yeah, actors is no, it's I actually to do mostly with anime and you, you quite often see yep. stories about crunch uh uh crunch in vo- voice acting uh dubbing for anime to get stuff out super fast leading to crunch leading to underpay leading to bad working conditions like i see this the, you see these stories come up mm-hmm. all the fucking time and then that cross uh, crosses over to hey they're treated like shit in their 80 percent of their work life which is doing anime uh work and then 20 percent these people come over and do a couple of video games a year and because they're treated shit in the majority of the work, they're treated shit in video games as well. Cross-pollination. And then everyone in video games is like, well, we already treat our fucking people making our games like shit, so why don't we treat the people coming across the voice of characters we just got made being treated like shit? Let's treat them like shit. So everyone treats each other like shit, and it's a big old shit fuck fest. But yeah, I would say the voice act issue is more like an anime industry issue to fix, and if they fix the shit there, I think it trickles across to the, to the video game industry because I think it's like a trickle-on effect. So, yeah, if you want me to, like, sort of coordinate and give the jobs to people, I would say, anime industry, you fix your fucking VA issues that's going on over there, and video game industry, you fix your fucking crunch issues that's happening over here, and then everyone come together and be a, a happy good time mm-hmm. would be my... Well, idea. I mean, if everybody <laughs> just joined the union, then there wouldn't be an issue, right? Well, Project is SAG or whatever. Um, but then you get another issue of like video games is so difficult because there's such a wide scale of budgets and sizes and that kind of yeah. stuff. Like if you start putting minimums, you kind of scale the lower end projects into having people, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it, it, is, it is a very complicated and nuanced issue that we're not going to solve no, during solved this podcast. It. Solved it. Done it. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's it's good to have the discussion, you know. Hopefully, you know, it's resolved at some point. Obviously, there are a bunch of studios that do voice work fantastically. Mm. Um, I know, I imagine a lot of the big, all the big like Western studios, I would imagine, and like actual Japanese studios, like they have no, you don't hear any issues of that kind of stuff over there. Not to uh, say it doesn't exist. Any, you just don't hear about it. Yeah, maybe because it's in another they're language. They're less. They're less likely uh, to to talk over there actually I, I don't think you see much in like actual japan with the voice actors because they're like held in a higher regard than they're actually treated like Western. so yeah they're, and they're treated like com- actual you know people. where that comes from though 
the fucking anime industry. You know what the anime? Yeah, because you know the anime, anime industry, industry like is treated equal to television. They're, tra- they're treated like real fucking big celebrities because they treat their anime voice actors like fucking celebrities over there. You know what anime voice actors in Hollywood, America, for the rest of us in English, is treated like dog shit. You're just you're just going over someone's work. That's all that. So they're not treated like the uh, Japanese original voice actors. It's I the mean, truth. It's the truth. And you're gonna go. There is a degree. Some to Some of them. I don't think so yeah. because, like, if if you watch an anime dubbed and you remember the fucking voice of the person who dubbed it, like, I if you say who the fuck voiced Goku, I'm not gonna say who the. Uh, I remember as a little kid hearing it's the fucking cr- dub. I don't know who the fucking J- Japanese voice actor is. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's right, weebs. Do yeah, okay. So you buying Bayonetta three? Is that, is that what the Japanese? The, the, the lead? <laughs> no, I'll just I'll play this. As I, 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 yeah, I have no problem. Are you gonna be super excited when Bayonetta dies in the first? <laughs> it's gonna be really fucking awkward if that's actually what. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still excited. Okay. For, I'm still excited. Why for, they need it for four sessions if she dies in the first? <laughs> yeah, I think all these people who are like jumped onto the well, that's it. Everyone should not play Bayonetta bandwagon. I, I bet you if you've done some digging, these old people who are. Uh, like fucking have no issue playing Hogwarts and they're just trying to get one back or something like that. You know, they're like, yeah, fuck. Hey, look at this game with a problem. Look at this game with a problem. I'm like, these things aren't equal at all. Not to say one, they're not both issues, but if I'm fucking, if we're doing the ranking of issues on this episode, RK Couch, I can guarantee fucking trans rights issues are more important than voice actor uh, pay issues. Sorry. Wow. Whoa. I don't think that's a hot take. You tell me that's a hot take. You tell me it's a hot take that Let's put trans it out issues are Twitter. bigger. No, do not put a fucking troll twi- thing on Twitter for that. Fuck Twitter ball right no. now. Which one is bigger? No. I'll delete that shit so fucking hard. I'll fucking <laughs> overwrite everything you do so hard. I'll have to put our tweet following that saying, sorry, Ash tweeted that. He has been revoked his Twitter rights for next month on next version account. I was talking about video games. That's right. Let's talk about Batman. He dead. Let's talk about the. Is there a Batman game? <laughs> he dies in the first fifteen minutes of the game. Spoilers. What? <laughs> Literally the first fifteen minutes, because yeah. that is just one big old cutscene. Man, damn. Uh, so Kieran has been playing Gotham Knights, uh, and I'll get him to go over his thoughts in a second. But I want to shout out. <laughs> uh, if you want to know the uh, the Australian. Quality critics average. It's currently at a six point five. Is what we're sitting at uh, for this. Now it may be like quality critics. Yeah. What is a quality? What's, what's a quality critics? It's a. Uh, I've been putting up these uh, articles sometimes on explosionnumber.com where it's just like uh, yeah review roundups, and I've been doing them for a little while, but I, I purposely just been picking and choosing the Australian critics. Then the other day, Ash is like, I thought it was a funny idea driving home or whatever the other day. What if you did like an open critic site, but it was Australians only, uh, and it's like called Quality Critics, you know, like Koala uh, Quality. (laughs) 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 And I go, that's pretty fucking funny. So, and then this is within 12 hours, I turn this around to, you know what? I got to post one this morning (laughs) for Gotham Knights. So I'm sitting there, I'm writing it up. I'm like, Fuck, I can just do it now. Quality critics. <laughs> Get a picture of a koala. Put a fucking number oh in front of it. Gosh. It's an aggregator. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Lots of positive uh, feedback so far on the uh, quality tr- 
quality quality critics. Quality. Quality. Quality critics. Yeah, so it's got a six point five average score. So I will continue doing these because I don't I don't mind putting these. The reason I started doing these is because I'd see other sites you know, do them. You know but it would be do. American only. So people would do review roundups. It would have IGN America, it'd have GameSpot, <laughs> it would have all these big sites. I go, I don't yeah, fucking yeah. care about those sites. I want to know what the Australian sites. I want to know what well played said. I want to know what fucking impressed starts said. Do you, I know, do you know, know what we should well do. Well they've well got played. nice boys yeah. Yeah. We should whoever gets the highest quality critic score at the end of each year, we should send a box of caramella koalas to the studio. I mean, you can't. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. maybe we'll do it next year. Make yeah. it a next year thing, like a full. Yeah, maybe. Thank we'll you. We'll, run it we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it running. You know? We'll keep it running. Spreadsheet. You watch. You watch next year when Explosion Network gets an all-time high amount of game codes and review codes <laughs> and review opportunities because these because fucking devs want some fucking caramella koalas. <laughs> yeah. So just to clarify for everyone, no, we're not actually opening a, a, an actual aggregator site. That would be really awkward when we write reviews. I feel like there's conflict of uh, interest. interest there potentially. But uh, these articles that you may have seen go up, like literally two went up early in the week. I posted for both um, Plague Tale and the fuck was the other one? I can't remember. Sparks of Hope. Sparks what Mario plus rabbits right yeah Mario plus rabbits and Plague Tower and those two articles are just called review roundups whatever <laughs> couple days later after Ash has his like big rebranded white <laughs> by moment we're now rebranded if you scroll to the bottom of the article 6.5 quality rating it's done uh, a picture of a koala yeah, we've got ideas to expand upon this and make it better but uh <laughs> You know, it's, it's you know what Bevan's gonna be pink. He replaced <laughs> a penguin with a fucking koala. Yeah. So uh just quickly go over Couldn't find a pun for the penguin. Here's so. the scores that uh, I'll go over. So any game gave it a seven seven out of ten, shout out to John. Uh checkpoint gaming seven point five, explosion out Kieran gave it a seven point five, come back to him in a second. Games Hub gave four out of five. Kataki unscored, but they uh, didn't speak highly of it. Maxi Geek six point five, power up gaming six point five, press start seven point five, survivor four out of ten, well played five out of ten. Oof, the Dyson man hated it. Um Kieran, seven point five. What are your thoughts on Gotham Knights? It's crazy. Like reading through and looking at stuff, this game is wildly uh, divisive. Like I've seen scores as those as like fours mm. and fives for this, as well as all the way up to your eights and your eight point five. So, I think I saw something about a nine. I, did, over yeah, I thought I saw yeah. a nine. I just didn't want to didn't want to commit to that just in case. But this is a very divisive game it seems to be uh as a whole i actually really enjoyed it. i enjoyed my time it was something great to fill up my flood period with um with with jumping in and playing through gotham knights um i think the positives for this game i i do think the the base of this game's really good like the um I think I really love the the four main characters i love what they've done with the individual characters i love the opportunities i think this is very conflictive where I've seen reviews that say people are like, oh, this is the combat system is the worst, it's boring, and other people being like, the combat system is absolutely great. And I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I think the combat system starts off really simple and really kind of bland, and then the later you get into this game, the more skills you add into this game, the more momentum abilities you get, um, the better and more fun this game is. I think you by the end of the game, you do feel like your character is a powerful superhero like you, you i do feel like i'm controlling fights and then i'm i'm strong and i'm powerful compared to some other ones where you know you get to later the game and you're still getting your ass handed to you by random fucking mobs of just you know random gangsters let me I, uh, I don't think let me bite in here quick quickly because this is something he said when we were playing together so i played a couple hours i had to play a, a little bit to mm-hmm. unlock off then played like maybe another hour with kieran 
Um, the I said when we was playing, you said that you were saying how much you loved the combat. And at the time, I, I said like, oh, wow, really? I don't think it's very good. And the reason I don't, and I, I think that my opinion won't change, because I don't want it to be super easy. I don't actually want it to feel powerful. I love the Arkham combat because it is about counters, flying around, all this stuff. So the combat for this game, for people listening who haven't like played or whatever, it is you have an attack, you have... Uh, uh, sorry, you have a melee button, you have a range combat you a- button, you have a dodge button, and then you have a wheel, uh, you can hold down R1 or whatever it is, um, uh, mm-hmm. and then you have the four face buttons, which you can assign a like uh, super attack sort of But thing. also for it, your melee button, you hold your melee button for a strong melee, you hold your ranged weapon for a, um, a strong a range. ranged attack, and then also the... Uh, momentum abilities there's actually eight abilities there's one for each trace button and then there's one for holding each trace okay. button as well um, and by the end of the game you get four momentum slots so you earn them while you're fighting so you could just kind of use abilities on the go and I think the thing is maybe easy is the wrong word I just feel like unlike Arkham unlike the Arkham games I think you you, you get plenty of options for the combat you get plenty of options of um so I played, spent a lot of time playing as Nightwing. So Nightwing has um, a very good and sustainable um, single target abilities that either push people back or block combos. He's also got spinning moves that is a large area of effect. He also um, chucks down a large force field around himself that acts as healing and damage over time to everything around him, which comes in handy for some of the um, enemy types in later that you actually need damage over time abilities to make them easier. Um, I think... Easy, yeah, it's probably the wrong word, and I think the other thing that comes into it is the gear system, which isn't the greatest implementation for a gear system. It is very simple. Um, it is very much just... Uh, yeah, forget to mention the fact that when you punch enemies in this game, you have numbers flying off them. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you have numbers flying off the game. It's very much an, an RPG. Like, It's very much a, um, a gear-based RPG system. So, big number, better. Yeah. And, uh, and the case where you, you get your gear and you put mods onto it, um, it was quite funny because we found out when we were playing co-op, I could jump into Dylan's game with my ma- with my almost max level Nightwing character, and even though it scaled down my numbers, I still had access to all my abilities. I was still three hitting enemies. It brought the enemies the- up in- too, so the enemies were actually a lot harder for me, but they was yes. like, they were easier for you. But they they sort of beat them in the middle or whatever. Yes, yeah. yeah. So and and so it was. Um, different i think it is interesting all four characters level at the same rate so you don't have to keep playing each character to level them they're all going to be the same level the problem will be when you go to play the other characters their gear doesn't automatically upgrade so you, there is a chance you could kind of get to a character be like i want to play as red hood for a bit but you don't have leveled gear and gear is quite impactful like you can feel the difference if you are if you haven't upgraded your gear for a little while um you can start to feel yourself hitting weaker and, and taking more damage and, and having that. So um, I think in terms of the, the combat, I, I like the combat. I, you know, it isn't perfect. It's by no means fantastic. Um, I think it's something that you have to put time into to love. I think it, it is very much a little longer you play, the more you get used to it, the more you enjoy it. Um, on top of that, I think this game is very Arkham. This game definitely, even though it's not a direct installment in the Arkham series and it's not related to that universe it is still 
taking on the 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 cowl of Arkham. There is still um, your open Gotham City environment. Yeah. There is still um, traversing through the world well, on the bat bike. On a say quickly. So we're playing together. You're fucking flying around on your uh, your cape mm-hmm. on my glider, glider thing, yep. right? This game makes a wacky decision that from the start of the game, no matter what four character you pick, none of them have access to their gliding thing. So Batgirl, Batgirl can't glide. Yeah. I start the game, first building I jump off. I'm holding X in, thinking like I'm playing an Arkham game. You I jump, glide. I hold X, no. Batman fucking glides. No. Batgirl, no, I gotta unlock that shit. I'm like, that's wild. Yeah, I think <laughs> like later on, weird, it isn't hard to unlock, but it is a wild thing. And, and I think it is, it's supposed to encourage you to do crimes and stuff around the world. Um, there is a lot more kind of active things to attend, like your very classic RPG open world system where it is a little grindy or a little um, doing objectives that can be very repetitive. Um, but yeah, I think overall this game's okay. The the traversal, other than Dill's problem with the, the, the gliding, I think traversal as a whole is very clunky and, and very frustrating at times i think the grapple gun isn't the best grapple gun in gaming it will often um shoot you to a different um ledge than you've actually targeted or i think there's one point very early in the game where you're supposed to sneak through a room that is filled up with swap members and i didn't sneak through the room i grappled from one side quite to the other to get to the exit and i didn't have to do the thing like it was it was very hit and miss if the grappling gun was good um, and on top of that, the the basic running and acrobatics and the um, just feel clunky and they feel stiff. And on top of that, the bat bike is not that fun to drive. It's very no, um, it's not. I've it's I've stiff. found driving the bike not exciting. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent why I don't. I even when we were playing, I was barely driving the bike. I had the I was just grappling off stuff and then gliding around because it was just how I was used to traveling around the city at that point. Um, the story-wise, I think the story is generally a big disappointment for me. Um, I was so excited when 2019, Halloween 2019, um, WB Games puts out a teaser picture of an owl symbol on their Twitter, and then they don't talk about anything else, but it's don't for fucking months. Um and everybody suddenly gets excited for a Court of Hours game. And Court of Hours, for those who haven't experienced it, is a very um, popular and, and famous uh, Batman storyline that is very much filled with intrigue and interest. And it's the original storyline of Batman, uh, Batman's death and, and the, the situation around that. So to hear that coming into this game, it's very excited. I was excited for the mystery and the intrigue. Uh, it's very falls very flat, and the court is very much used as a mechanism to kind of drive the story that they actually want to tell. And the story they want to tell is kind of boring and generic in the, in the long run. Um, it's funny when they, they run the mystery of who is the, the leader of the court of owls. And it just happens to be the one unknown character they've recently introduced into the story randomly for no reason and no real explanation. Um, I think, yeah, it falls flat on its face. It is predictable. It is, um, the, the biggest thing, and I, I pick up this in my review, and I, the weird thing is I haven't, from the articles I've read today, there's not many people that have either picked up on this or, or found issue with this as I have, is that the the game Gotham Knights is not about multiple knights. It, it's, it's, it's really about whichever character you choose to play throughout the entire game. Um, 
I think at the start of the game, I, I played through the first like four or five missions, giving each one one of the characters to have a go with. Uh, just to try, because they all do play differently. Batgirl can hack cameras and hack uh, like explosives around the world. Robin's very good at stealth. Um, Red Hood is a brawler. And Nightwing is kind of your middle-of-the-road leader of the group, but also very acrobatic in combat. And I settled on Nightwing, not just because he's my favorite character, but also because um, he very much fits my play style in the game. So as soon as I picked Nightwing and played through Nightwing the rest of the game, it just became nightwing's game like it just became nightwing the game in the end for me because there's very little interaction with the other three main cast members other than whenever you go back to the belfry which is the the clock tower base headquarters for the four of them that's the only main time you interact with them other than that you you get messages from them during missions where their little picture pops up in the corner and they're talking to you but you just get the sense that the other three are sat in desk chairs in front of the back computer talking to you while you're on the mission. You don't get the sense that they're also doing things that coincide with this mission or that they're also on patrol. They're also dealing with another issue. Luckily, you, you don't, when we finally play co-op, yep. it fixed issues, right? Fuck no. And I was really hoping <laughs> that. And this was the main thing. I played with Dylan after I'd finished the game. I literally just finished the game. Dylan was like, hey, I'm up to the point where we can play co-op. I was like, sweet. I'll jump into co-op. I really hope this fixes my issue. It does not. The second character does not exist in that game. As soon as you go to a cutscene, it's just whoever is the first player or the host of the lobby. It's just their character in the cutscenes. No interaction with the second so, character. And this is for a game that built all of its marketing on, on this co-op yeah. system. And on multiple characters. And the game, and the name of the game is Gotham Knights, as if there's multiple knights. Like, the, the, the game finishes on this, like, it's not a spoiler, but it finishes on this kind of Batman-esque monologue from whichever character you finish the last mission on. And it doesn't feature any of the other three characters. And you're like, oh, okay, is this not anything to do with... The, the Gotham Knights then as a whole like there's some touching stuff about them overcoming the grief and the loss of Bruce Wayne and, and then taking on the city of Gotham but beyond that not really um my it, favorite it just story seems like a, so we were laughing yeah. after I haven't told you this it was fucking making me laugh so you and I played the last mission we do is this Harley Quinn mission right um like in prison or whatever so you're playing as Nightwing I'm playing as Batgirl. So we do this mission. They're the two characters who in my story were there. Even though every time we went to a cutscene and Harley's talking to a character, Nightwing's disappeared and it's just Batgirl sitting there talking to, to Harley. Mm. But in my head, I'm like, Nightwing was there. Nightwing was was here on this mission. It was hiding in the shadows. It was, yeah, it was, it was yeah. Batgirl and Nightwing on this it mission. Man. So we go back to the Belfry after this. You quit the game, you leave. I'm, um, I've just, I'm, I have the game sitting there. I'm just like sort of um, on my phone, like checking Twitter or whatever in the background. In the background, I hear Jason Todd start speaking, talking to Alfred. Man, crazy shit just happened. <laughs> Will's at the thing. Harley Quinn's crazy, man. I'm suddenly like, Motherfucker, what? You were not there. <laughs> you were not there at all. In fact, the fact that they were hiding my mate Nightwing, who I know was there, he was on this mission with me, but I couldn't see him <laughs> in the cutscenes, but he was on the mission. And now Jason's over here like, Harley Quinn's a crazy bitch, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like, this, I'm like, you were Just there. gaslighting you. Yeah. <laughs> gaslighting you. I was like, I appreciate the games having this all banner as I'm sitting it's here not also- doing anything, but you weren't there. Okay, you're lying to Alfred. He doesn't it, deserve this. He just lost Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's also the thing about say when I was swapping the characters in the when I was swapping characters throughout the early missions, mm. the characters act like they were the one on the last mission. Yeah. Like 
even though you fucking swapped characters and it was fucking Nightwing that just talked to this person, the other person's like, hey, remember that thing we just did a couple minutes ago? Yeah, I was there too. You're like, what the fuck? No, you weren't. Like, I don't know. It just, it just, it struggles around the identity of selling itself as, um, selling itself as a, like a, a as this co-op experience about the team of four Gotham Knights, but then not really capitalizing on that story or having that included in the writing of the story. The, 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 the climax of the game and like the big crescendo and the reveal of this game at the end, only one of your characters is there to experience. And in the story and the way it's written, there's physically no way the other three characters can be a part of that. They are completely cut off in that situation. So you've just, it just highly alienates the point. So I would like to, um, I would like to, I'd like to ask you, you know, that big question. Lobby. For, I'd like to lobby them to remove the S from the <laughs> title of this game and just be Gotham Knight because that's all it is. Here's my big question. Go for it. Before we wrap up on Gotham Knights. You gave the game 7.5. I feel like you've just done mm-hmm. nothing but talk shit on it. Yes. <laughs> so why did you give it a 7.5? I still... Uh, I wouldn't have put the time into it. I did if there wasn't a good game here. If the game was as shit as a lower score demands, I would have just beelined through the I would have just beelined through the main story and finished the game. But there was multiple hours I spent clearing the entire map on a night because when you start a night for a mission, then the world is populated with crimes and with things you can do around the map, with time trials for your whatever your mode of transport is, for races for the bat bike. Um, little uh, caches to find for was Bruce with Bruce's audio logs. The bat bike better than the tank. No, so I, I, I had a hot take when we was playing. I I did say when we was playing. I was like, I was like, bat tanks, bat tank is better. And Kieran while I was playing, bat like, better. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but, but that's why I'm, like, I'm saying bat- bat- I'm saying Batmobile and bat- Arkham Knight way better than the bikes. I will say <laughs> where this this game does excel and something I haven't mentioned it is the side missions, the side case files. Um, they are featured around Harley Quinn, Dr. Freeze, and Clayface, and they all have very interesting uh, stories around them, and they all have very deep and fun missions. Like, the, the fun mission that... Um, the, the mission that Dylan and me were doing at the end of, uh, like, kind of when we were playing is uh, Harley Quinn gives you this information, but she attaches it to a balloon, and the balloon is this giant-ass unicorn that just self-propels itself... Through a prison, strong winds. So you, strong winds. Oh, strong winds. So, and you're fighting your way through this prison, right? And at the same time, um, there is a uh, punk rock rendition of uh, "Living Davida Loca" playing at the same time. And I remember playing through that the first time. I was like, "This is fucking dope. This is really fun." And I think all three of those side qu- cases have interesting aspects and great gameplay aspects and aesthetics to them. And they all have interesting storylines. They all have um, r- like ramifications based on the fact that Bruce Wayne is no longer alive and Batman's no longer alive. And and seeing that play out, I still I put time into this game. I did love the combat aspect of this game, though. You know, though on the loot system, though it fucked me out of a legendary item at one point. 
still kind of enjoyed the loot system. It was interesting. It could have been way better. It could have been more fun. But at the same time, there is something in my stupid lizard brain that goes, a oh, big number better. <laughs> so, like, to see that number growing and including and crafting items um, was a lot of fun. And, and, and I do enjoy the game in that aspect. Um, yes, it could have been written way better. Yes, it could have used this platform of multiple characters way, way, way better. But in terms of a Batman game, it's still... You know, it's still fun to, to be going through Gotham. Gotham is still an interesting place. Yes, it's very dark, and sometimes it's very hard to distinguish different kind of when you're riding around. Like, I don't think I ever got to the point in games where I could just ride around without the, the GPS system. Like, I needed the GPS system to be able to make my way around the city because it's very kind of uh, convoluted in terms of its city and street design. But I still loved it. I still enjoyed it. I still think if people are fans of Batman, they should pick this game up because I think this he's not game in it. does have some... He's at the start. He's in 15 minutes. That's true. They gave him a 15-minute cutscene. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, good point. Um, like, I still think people should pick it up and play it and give it a try. Like, it's... it's um, if you're not... You know, if you're not a Rabbids fan, if you're not into Plague Tale, um, pick it up. Like, it's it's it's... Yeah, it's a fun game. You can pick out your character, level up and play through the story. Even just playing on the easiest game mode and just enjoy yourself. Um yeah, I still think it's 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 good. It's just not what it's not it as good be. as you want it to be. Exactly, a hundred percent. How are you feeling, Ash? Because I assume you were you were looking forward to this, right? I was. I didn't pick it up today, so Yeah. You got you got yeah. something else to play anyway, it's fine. I do, yeah, so you know. And we're very busy here. There's so many movies to watch at the moment. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the we should have we should have uh, new tales from Borderlands from Ash next week because we got code for that. Just before. maybe you got to play That's it exciting. between next week. Yeah, I've got a well. Yeah, I've got a lot of screenings this next week, so it's it's rough. You're gonna start the game. Are you fucking? Oh, you're a piece of. Sh- if you don't, I'll be mad. I can't guarantee by next. Well, I'll have if you don't, by I will week. be mad. Because I, have, I, I can't guarantee I'll finish the game by next week. Like, I'll try, but I don't know how long it is. I, I don't know. All I know it. is if you haven't started by next week, I'll be like, how the fuck I will start. I was like, how the fuck I start started okay. in a week? Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that'll, that'll be next Maybe. week. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's installed. So that's a good start. Yeah, good start. <laughs> Um, so Wild Hearts, I want to talk about that uh, quickly. So this is, um, I played it, literally did a event for this. Uh, so this is the, basically the, the pitch for this it's one. It's like the morning before PAX, right? Uh, the day before PAX. No, but before you flew out. Oh, I yeah. wrote the pre, I wrote the preview Thursday when I got to Melbourne. The, the game was Wednesday night and I flew out Thursday morning. Yeah. Yeah. So good timing. Um, to be fair, it was a worldwide thing, so it wasn't like they were thinking of Australia. You forgot to publish it, right? No, no. Is that the thing that happened at one point? No, 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 no. The fuck, no. Um, but this is the game. So Wild Hearts was announced like a month ago. Um, it was uh, so it's a combination between uh, Koi Tecmo, Mega Force, and EA Originals to to put this one together. It is basically Monster Hunter. Like that is the, the easiest pitch. It is a for for people who like it is a monster hunting game. It's Monster Hunter ish. Um, I think it's from what I played, I really enjoyed it so far. As someone who always likes these type of games but finds Monster Hunter um to be very convoluted and hard and the one the like the mainline ones especially, like just just too many systems and stuff. I really enjoyed what I played so far in this. So 
Um, the things that you can play, I'm not going to bother with the story. Like it's, it's like, no, no, there's, there's this creatures, whatever, like the, it's fine. We'll get more into that later as when the real, the full, the full game comes out. But so the creatures, cause it's been a while since I played it. They're called, fuck, what the fuck are they called? Uh, I, I want to get the things right. Uh, come all right. So the beasts are called kimono. That's what they're called. And so the, the two main things you have to remember for this game is the beasts are called kimono. Uh, and they're all these big creatures that the way they look is sort of based on the environment that they're, they're in. So like the first big-ish beast I fought was this rat sort of thing. And it's like infused with a rosebud and like it's got all these flowery elements onto it. Like it, it becomes part of its nature. Uh, the last boss uh, big beast I thought was this massive boar that you can see in the, the trailer, the, the most recent trailer for the game. That was very cool. Um, these are long battles. I mean, they take like 20, 30 minutes. I'm sure like one's later in the game. That's so different to like a Monster Hunter game. I, uh, anyway, but that, just so you know, these aren't like quick battles or anything. You can play the entirety of the game single player. You can play it with three other people in co-op. Uh, it's going to have cross-play at launch. So I think the game straight away is set for a pretty good stand. I think, I think cross-play at launch... Three players, that's fucking good to me. That is it. That's a good set. No cross progression. You don't have cross progression, but um, the rest of it is uh, pretty good. The um, uh, the main thing though that makes this stand out. So you know, like a a um, Monster Hunter game, you're just standing around, like maybe you're just hacking away, sort of dodging out of the way. You put up a shield, all that sort of stuff, like brute force. Brute force sort of thing. The main thing that makes this game stand out is this stuff they call the Karakai, Karakai technology. So early in the game, um, in the story part, you like nearly die to this beast and then this like shaman wizardy sort of thing. The game has a very like feudal Japan setting inspired sort of thing. Um, music characters, buildings, all this sort of stuff. Um, you get infused with this Karakai, Karakai uh, technology. It's like a fucking orb that looks like it's from another planet. Um, but what it allows you to do is, and as the game progresses, as you have you unlock more is you're able to create objects in front of you so this the first one you unlock is a simple like jumping box so you're charging towards a beast you hold down i can't remember what it was because it's been a few weeks since i played but let's say it's like l1 a triangle or something like to open up a, a wheel and drop this box so you're running up to a beast you drop this box in front of you you jump on it you leap up into the air off this fucking springboard box um you come down with like a a, a big charge attack from there you're like well like sh shit like that next thing you unlock is like a a springboard box that when you like you just run over it on the ground and it launches launches you straight forward so you can use this to either launch yourself directly at an uh, enemy to attack it or you can use it to escape oh no this boar thing's charging at me fuck you quickly drop this uh spring thing on the ground to you and it launches you sideways so you can get out of the way so you can use it for a, a defensive and evasive measures measures and this game isn't about like blocking parrying perfectly it's about being able to do these long battles and just take the endurance of it you know like yeah you have if you have to dodge out of the way heal take the time take the breather you know then go back in it's not about like rushing the fight brute forcing you're not going to defeat any of these battles in two minutes like they, they take time there's you just got to be patient um so i did a few of the battles by myself and they, they were fun enough but the game definitely feels like it'll be most fun with friends this is definitely the sort of thing where it's going to be really cool to play with people because the second you have a few players dropping fucking springboard boxes or you're jumping off one of theirs because you can build them higher too so like 
an enemy could be charging at you and you could build on top of someone else's box so that you've got a four-story springboard box and you climb on top of that and you fucking launch yourself way up into the uh, into the air and some other player follows forth and next second you and this other player like in there like whoa like coming down from the sky it feels pretty fucking cool i felt pretty cool doing it to be honest so um it definitely has like a sort of like anime like fucking like a fucking whoa, like coming down from this uh <laughs> stuff feels pretty cool um and then all of that stuff is persistent for your game so the boxes you drop, think, uh, think Death Stranding, think like where you put lad- ladders, uh, ropes and all these sorts of things throughout the world. Mm. It's persistent. It builds down over time if it rains or whatever in that game. Uh, the stuff in this game will break. So monsters can break it, your boxes or whatever, but anything else that's it left, it, it's persistent in your world. If you go join another player's game, wherever they've placed boxes and stuff, and that's because you can also use all of this stuff, uh, to get around. So the last thing I unlocked in the game in my time that was over was a zip line. So you can literally be on a mountaintop or whatever, like a, a thing, see a, a big old beastie down there you want to start a battle with. You you zip line across to the other side of this cliff face. You can halfway zip, uh, come down, drop off that thing from the middle of the, uh, the air again and just like straight sword that motherfucker straight into the back. Um, and you can also grab onto beasts in this. So you can, you can jump onto the side of one, grab it and start tacking it in the side like it's uh, fucking Shadow of the Colossus or some shit. Um, so you can like literally zip line, fall on, grab on, like start fucking attacking them in the side and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. But then you can also just use the zip lines to get around the world. So you can, like there's a hub area where you can do crafting you get materials all that sort of stuff you would expect from a a game like this upgrade your sword build better weapons like uh there's uh uh, you know bows arrows and all sorts of different weapons you unlock that uh play and use differently but yeah so you can have zipline set up from a battle you can have a zipline set up to get you from an area where you're like farming a certain material straight back to the to your campfire because you want to go back there save the game rest uh, and make the craft stuff and whatever else so um I'm sure there's some th- simple sort of stuff I'm missing, but yeah, I, I thought from the, the, the two to three hours it took me to play through like the preview period, like hands on that I got with it. Um, I I'm pretty keen on this game, to be honest. Like it's a genre that I don't have a lot of experience in, but it's one that I've always sort of wanted to get into. And I felt like this, this was super good. And especially if you're going to have some people to play with and having it be cross play opens up that spectrum way more, which is great to see. Um, yeah, I'm pretty keen. I would have, I would definitely have your eye on this. It is like, it sounds like a negative thing, but it is Monster Hunter light. It is like Monster Hunter for people who don't want to, like, who just want to focus more on the combat stuff without having to worry about, like, making sure they've got, like, the right gear and the right fucking thing to fight the the monster. Like, you, yes, some gear in this game, like, some stuff protects you better against fire or does more damage against fire creatures and stuff. That's all here, but it doesn't feel like you will get punished for not choosing the right gear and just, like, using whatever the fuck you want, so... Um, I don't know. Does anyone, um, I know we talked about the trailer or whatever when it was announced, I think like prior to this, but yeah, after hearing me like talk positively about Lee, does it, is it a game that anyone, do you think anyone would have your interest in Kieran or? I'd give it a try. Mm. I think uh, I gave a try to Monster Hunter World and I just didn't fully click with it or didn't want to, didn't feel like it was something I wanted to invest my time into. So definitely Wild Hearts would be something I'd like to, to jump into, give it a try and see just exactly if, you know, if and how much I enjoy it. Yeah, it's out uh, February something. Fuck, do I have it here? Uh, February 17th, PS5, Xbox Series XS, and uh, the big old PC. Um, yeah. There's not much coming out around there, so it should be fun. Yeah, absolutely clear sailing during that period of time next year. 100%. Nothing interesting coming to be out around there. So, 
What's the main? Probably won't miss what's, it. What's actually out? I don't. I forgot. Isn't like everything out like end of Feb, start of March? Let's have a look. I was like, I, 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 I can, I can sense the sarcasm, but I've completely forgot what's actually coming out February. If this is so February, what do we say? February seventh. This is seventeenth or whatever. So, so let's see. Uh, third is Dead Island two. Tenth is uh, some wizard game. Seventeenth, uh, Wild Hearts. Twenty first is Like a Dragon Inchin. Uh, Octopath Traveler two on the twenty fourth. So I guess it's it's not crowded. It's yet. not that crowded. It is literally it's the wizard bad. game. That's the main one. But I mean, Forspoken comes out on the twenty fourth of January, and Dead Space comes out on the twenty seventh of January. That's so. a that's a month later. I it's, I know I know we do this thing yeah. quite often where we're like a month is a much time video game universe, but I think in more recent years we've actually learned that a month is plenty of time. People will happily buy The Last of Us Part Two, and a month later, like buy Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> you know, like we learn our lesson. I feel on this 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 topic. A week There's later, still time yes. for all the games we think going to come out in a couple of weeks are going to get delayed too. That's also true. So it's February, like Bayonetta Three. Uh, let's talk about the little bit of news that we've had this week. Um, Silent Hill had their first ever transmission, is what they called it. They're like first. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really weird <laughs> fucking pause. I forgot what it's called. Why? What the? It's, it's like, really, it's like trans. I was like trans character, trans representation. Silent Hill added their first trans character. Look, it could have been. It could have. It could have. You know who did? Apex Legends. So shout outs. Apex sorry, Kratz Apex Legends. Is that a Silent Hill thing? What? Pyramid Head? Yes. Are you memeing? What the fuck? No. Are you kidding? I don't play horror video games. Yeah, but none of this Silent Hill stuff means anything to me. Pyramid Head officially a trans. Is the cool. All right. Shout out for the representation. We're going to start that news. Yeah. We're not cool. me. Fuck you, JK. Um, the... Uh. <laughs> um, the... What the fuck was that? So they, they went over a few... They had a few announcements. Of course, the main thing... Like, nearly all of this leaked ahead of time, but that is what it is, I guess. The Silent Hill 2 got an announcement of a remake, which was the main mm-hmm. thing. Uh, it is being developed by Bloober Team, which, of course, is Layers of Fear, the medium... Um, original f- composers back, original uh, creature designers back to sort of, I guess, update the designs and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Looks fine to me. I- I'll be honest, like, I'm a lot of my opinions on all this Silent Hill stuff is going to be very, like, whatever. I've only finished, like, one or two, two, I think, Silent Hill games in my life. They were both a PS3 one and a PSP or Vita one. So I have not played any of the good Silent Hill games. So much like Ash, my opinions on these games are... I mean, fuck all. Ash, what is your terrible like, joke? I can see it on your lips. Yes. No, I just found it, I found it very interesting. Obviously, we're going to talk about the next news story, but yeah. everybody kind of hated on everything about this Silent Hill transmission. Yeah, I don't, I don't but know. But they loved everything that was in the other so, thing. I watched, I watched you know this. I, mean? I, I watched this whole Silent Hill thing. I thought it was a, I, I, I thought it was a good uh, reintroduction yeah. to a franchise yeah. that has ba- been basically dead for ages. That was been my dead in the water since the since, since Silent Hills, PT. yeah, since PT. So for a, for PT. for a franchise that people thought was dead, I feel like the complaint everyone had was not enough gameplay. I'm sitting there going, "Y'all should be happy you're getting fucking games." Like yeah, I, <laughs> you should be happy you're getting anything. 
So, yeah, as a non-Silent Hill fan, I actually thought this was a, a, a good, uh, I think it was like half an hour, 40 minutes, something like that, um, showcase. Yeah, something like that. I, yeah. thought it was, I thought it was good. That's that's my my opinion. Um, Kieran, what do you think of the Silent Hill 2 thing, or just the thing in general, I guess, whatever? I thought the game looked, well, at least the, the shots that they showed looked pretty, and it looks like it's a proper um, remastered and proper kind of remake for so it. So it's a like, full-on remake where they've switched it to behind-the-shoulder camera and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, like, I feel like it's, it's. I think I'm confused. I guess I'm not the biggest, like, it, I guess growing up, you're either a diehard Resident Evil fan or you're a Silent Hill fan. Like, I feel like there's not heaps of crossover. Like, there's probably a little bit, but I feel like in the age where you had to pick and choose what games you're picking up, a lot of people picked up one or the other. I'll tell you why. Because so, anytime I was a kid and I tried to play any Silent Hill game on PS1, I could not get past, like, the first fucking half an hour. I'd get lost. I had no fuck clue what I'm doing. I got to play Resident Evil. They're like... I turned it off because the dog scared shit out of me. You know, like, it's a different type of <laughs> yeah. experience. I didn't get lost. Yeah. I didn't get fused. So. Yeah, but no, it is... Um, yeah, so I don't have much to go off on Silent Hill experience, but yeah, I thought overall it should be a positive thing. Like, Konami, yes. Maybe Konami thought they had waited long enough from the whole the fuck Konami. Of, <laughs> no, the fuck Konami! The Konami! Of the whole debacle of PT and, and the fallout with Hideo Kojima, um, you know, losing the master of horror or weird stuff, Guillermo del Toro working on a, a Silent Hill game. Mm. I think a lot of people thought that killed Silent Hill as a franchise. And you know what? In some form, it fucking did. Um, so, you know, I think maybe there's a lot of leftover resentment and feeling because of that. Also, at the same time, people on the internet just don't like good things. They just want something to yell about and to complain about. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a positive. I think it'll be interesting to see how it comes out when it's fully released and um, what the experience is going to be like. Yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't like the medium. I like some of the blue teams other stuff, so I'm not going to hold them against mm-hmm. them. But uh, yeah, like as a teaser trailer for someone who's never played Silent Hill 2, I was like, that looked pretty cool. I'm intrigued. That was about my uh, extent. I'm I'm not really going to bother asking Ash about anything, to be honest, unless you've got a hot take, because I don't think you... Yeah, this is all horror stuff. So. No, um, I, all I watched was like the videos as I was putting them into the article, just to make sure they were... Yeah, the right ones? Uh, to find a screenshot to use as the header. <laughs> that was it. And even then, he was like doing it through one eye. It's like, like hiding, <laughs> hiding behind a pillow. You're like... Aah! I, yep. I, I nearly did make a joke. Picture of a dude under pergola. I nearly made a joke when I messaged you that morning. I was like, hey, can you can you put up this news piece for me or whatever? I was going to be like, you don't have to watch the videos. Just part, you just got to post the text. Just got to post the text. You don't have to watch the videos. <laughs> um, Silent Hill Townfall then was now. So now we get to a stream of uh, sort of spin-offs and stuff like this. All of this stuff is a lot more interesting to me. So Silent Hill um, Townfall teaser is like, it's, Whatever, like, I have no idea what the game is about. The reason I'm excited is because it's being developed by No Code. So, No Code, I've played both their games. Um, uh, Stories Untold, they released in 2017. I did play on stream, I think, in like 2018, 2019, something like that. Uh, very weird, very interesting game that's like f- uh, four or five different stories that all sort of link together. Very, very cool. You should definitely play that. And then 2019's Observation, which is like a, a space. Uh, sort of like thriller that was very very good very well written very well paced sort of um it's a like it's not even a horror game like i, I call it like a thriller like it's a it's a space thriller is what it is but they're both really good games made by this 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 small team so based on that 
they're making a Silent Hill game. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking in. Like, that's totally, there's nothing in this teaser to excite me. The teaser's whatever, but no code, I'm fucking down. So that's my, um, uh, on that. Being published by, or Annapurna's involved as well, so I guess co-publishing or whatever. Um, they then announced Return to Silent Hill. So this is a movie where director Christoph Gans, Gans, however you say, uh, is returning. It will be based very much upon Silent Hill 2 from everything they said in the video. Cool. I honestly, here's my thing. I want to rewatch Silent Hill soon. I just need to come up with a content reason to allow me to do that. So I don't know if we'll do a spoiler cast somewhere. It, it's not going to be a vash. So I'll have to, I have to rope someone else, maybe Kieran in. But I want to rewatch Silent Hill because I'm watching this dude talk about this and I'm watching their talk. You're talking about like, he's such a big dude, he's a fan. And I'm watching it going, I haven't watched this movie for well over 10 years. I actually can't remember if I like it or not. I have no mm. idea. So before I say, if I think Return to Silent Hill is potentially going to be a good movie or not, I need to go rewatch the first film and then decide if I like that or not. Because I c- cannot fucking remember. I think I liked it. I never watched the second one that had Jon Snow in it. Because they did make another one with a different director and it had um, Jon Snow in it. Kit, Kit Harington. Kit Harington in it. I never watched that one. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you ever, do you, did you ever watch the Silent Hill movie, Karen? Did you watch the, the movie? No, I did not. Okay. Sorry, I, I was like, my brain died. For I was a like, did you just um, did the fog just in in, in and the like, brain? Uh, my brain just like because I, all no, I, did, I, I yeah, I was like, I did you did. watch the movie? I saw your brain go like, did he? Ask, I was like, your brain was literally like, did you just ask me what the meaning of life is? He's like, I'm my like, brain <laughs> like, reset because I was like just sat here. I was just like, fuck, <laughs> my brain is. Been a long day back at work. Um, no, 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 I haven't. I, I tend to avoid a lot of the movies for these Kuiper franchises. So you're in. You're going to watch it, and we're going to do the podcast. Cool, awesome. Um, so then they had Silent Hill Ascension, which is a, a new type of game or something. It's like a big combination <laughs> of people, Gen V, Bad <laughs> Robot Games, Behavior, DG, DJ Two, um, JJ Abrams. <laughs> fucking he could be there to say shit so they read out a sticky note he gave them or some weird thing um but the it's gonna be a communal game of some sorts is what they're describing so it'll be something where people are, so it's until dawn yeah i guess i don't know i uh, don't know look to be honest people between this and all these other things where people talk about these communal games i'm like okay let, i'm gonna wait let's just see how it, communal it, this, this is, is like one of those like pitches that you know tech bros do to like give a vague idea of a company yeah to get funding, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's what this sounds like. Very much. And then the last thing that they had, um, and I think very cool looking. Um, so, what's it called? Silent Hill F. Fuck the Silent Hill. So, this is being <laughs> developed by Neobards Entertainment, who I looked them up and I was like, what the hell? Who are these people? So, they've been doing ports of Resident Evil games um, and then like the, the the remakes, like porting them uh, to PC, I presume. But then they've also done Reverse and so nothing like super standout ish or whatever. It's been written by Rikishio7. I saw that pop up. I was like, I have no idea who the fuck that is. Google them. Apparently, very popular Japanese writer, mostly known for the When They Cry visual novels. So, not, nothing I have any context for, but apparently quite popular. Um, the But the trailer, I thought was awesome. A lot of... Re- I have no f- fucking clue what's going on in this, but that was uh, sort of the coolest part. I felt like it had like a feudal Japan setting. 
like especially by the time you get to the end and you have the crazy lady looking like she's in midsummer with like flowers growing over all over and stuff like that but uh, I, I don't know this just had some really cool imagery really creepy music and tone and i i thought this was a as far as teasers go i don't know fucking weird ass creepy ass cool teaser what'd you make of this one Kieran? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm interested. I, I wish we got more horrors in kind of an, an older setting, like not in a modern day setting in a, in a time period piece. Like it would be really cool if this is feudal Japan, um, or has aspects of that throughout the gameplay. Mm. Um, it's different. It's, it's, you know, I'm always skeptical when these franchises try to step out of their, you know, their bread and butter and start to do too much with spinoffs. I think it very rarely ever really works. So it'll be interesting to see how this how this goes and proceeds for the Silent Hill franchise. Mm. Um, what, and what, yeah, wrapping up, what was your thoughts on the, I guess, the thing as a whole, Kieran? Uh, I thought it was good. I think it's a good reintroduction to Silent Hill. And, you know, it's a good, re- like, kind of, not reintroduction, but re-announcing it and bringing it to the forefront in the game industry and showing Konami is doing stuff with its IPs and it's not just, you know, street fighting itself to, to victory in terms of money-wise. So, um, you know, they've got a lot of to rebuild in good faith and a lot of uh, fans to kind of win back over throughout some terrible decisions they've made in the past. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they proceed with it. Mm-hmm. All right, on the opposite side. I know. I feel like. Oh, um, Ash has got yeah, opinions on horror stuff. Well, the horror Ash expert. Horror expert. Sorry, Ash. Sorry, to... sorry to interrupt. Uh, just <laughs> want to bring up. If you played Resident Evil Two remake, it packs. Just so yeah, like five years remember. ago. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just wanted to bring up. You know, I feel like yeah, some of the bad blood that people or the distaste people have had was yeah maybe because of Blue Team. I feel like people have had a sort of against that company, that developer, and like. People, I've seen a lot of comments like, oh, they've been trying to make a Silent Hill game several times now. They've failed. Why is this Japanese studio trying to get a Western studio to, to re, reboot their big franchise? Yeah. I know. It just, it's kind of interesting to watch from afar with no vested interest. I feel like people should just wait and see because they know as well as everyone else should know if they fuck that game up, they, it's hard to come back from that. I feel mm. if they fuck up the remake of their beloved, like of a franchise, yes, they have quite often. It's very obvious they are heavily inspired by Silent Hill. They say it. They're not bullshitting. It's not a. It's not a thing. They are very much. The medium is just fucking Silent Hill. If they fuck up the remake, that it, that's not going to look good. So I feel like yeah, just trust them to not. I guess just out of that. All right. So then we got Resident Evil. Showcase. Everybody love this. Everybody was all over its dick. Yes. Everyone <laughs> you know was all mean? over this dick uh, because You wouldn't of... be over Leon Kennedy's dick. Yeah, I was okay, say, back off. I was about to say, it's totally because of Resident Evil 4, but we'll run for everything that happened before that quickly anyway. So they showed off a trailer for the new um, Winter's Expansion coming to Resident Evil Village slash the Resident Evil Village Gold Edition, which will include the, the new Winter's Expansion plus everything that includes in that, which is both the... DLC separate daughter thing where you play as spoilers, Ethan's daughter Rose, uh, like, I don't know, like 20 years later or whatever. Like, uh, she's got superpowers. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Anyway, I, I'm keen to play this, like, from a story perspective. Um, the other thing that's going to be part of this care, uh, thing is that you'll get access to the new mer- uh, Mercenaries mode. We'll now let you play it as Lamy Demiscu or however you say name. Um, but the big thing that everyone's pissed off about is that they made a shorter... <laughs> <laughs> so you can play as, as a, 
Um, that's quite funny, all in and of itself. Uh, all of that is out October 28th. So uh, you can either buy the DLC expansion thing separately, which is expansion, or of course you can buy, uh, buy the Resident Evil Village Gold Edition, which will have everything. Uh, then we got Resident Evil Reverse. This is a game that's still coming out. Uh, can we skip this? Like, the, the, it's already <laughs> it's coming out. out this month, yes. right? It's coming out. I thought it was already 20, out. No, twenty eight. They're doing a test. Uh, oh, even now, right. soon. Anyway, they're doing a test this week. Um, but yeah, so this is the multiplayer game that apparently it just looks like a basic shooter with the Resident Evil name slapped on it. Yeah, I personally do not care, but I will. If people like it, good for them. But yeah, I don't care. Um, and I don't think anyone here cares. So. Resident Evil Village is coming to Mac. Past games are getting a Nintendo Switch Cloud version. So coming to Mac is funny, but I guess cool for people who... Look, there is a very small audience of uh, people out there who do play games on their Mac, which I do understand, I guess, to a degree. The Mac, like, if, if that's your main use, sure, that's that's that's, that's cool. Um, Nintendo Switch Cloud versions, yep, no, nah, they're overpriced, don't work in Australia. Fucking, who cares? Uh, then the most important thing was new gameplay, Resident Evil 4 Remake... Uh, they announced like a 500 Australian dollars fucking Leon um, collector's edition s- statue you can buy if you want that. A uh, bunch of previews went out too. People have got hands on with the game. Everyone says it looks gorgeous. Everyone says it plays really well. Um, they showed off some more, like you get to see a lot more characters from the, the game in these, this trailer. People have been putting out comparison shots between this and the original. This is definitely a hardcore remake. This isn't just a, a paint by numbers game this is i think this is everything people want from what is considered one of the greatest games and one of the greatest horror games of all time i've i've everyone seems very happy with this kieran what was your thoughts on the resume for um is this i don't know if it's a hot take but uh the is capcom and the, the resident evil devs the best people in the industry at doing remakes um Currently, I'd say yes. I don't know. Like, maybe like, I, like, I think it. as a whole, I think the Resident Evil remake series has been kind of a staple in a lot of people's calendars. It's, it's, you know, it's one of those things that when they do come out, people pick them up and play them and, and, and enjoy them. And it's not just a one-to-one um, kind of just a upscaling or even just making a pretty game, but keeping the old game. It is approach with a lot of detail and a lot of attention to yeah. gameplay and I think there are any competitions um, blue point. Uh, yeah, which they're too busy working on Bluey the blue point pen Correct. to um no, to can't do it. But they yeah I it's think, actually Legends of Dragon, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> There's a massive white rights issue in the Bluey thing, so yeah. But I'm so fucking excited for this game. Yes, there wasn't enough of Ashley yelling Leon for like five minutes. I didn't do anything. The entire trailer, like that was that was disappointed. <laughs> oh my god, fucking hell! He's sorry, right, buddy. <laughs> uh, you'd make a terrible president's daughter. Um, I sure would. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm so excited for this. Just just this looks like it's gone an even further level to detail compared to the Resident Evil 3 remake and the Resident Evil 2 remake. Like, this looks insanely good. This is, bigger, so this is bigger excited. games than both of those. 
doesn't yes, it? this is a massive game. Resident Evil 3 was like really supposed to be part of Resident Evil 2, but yeah. they just made Resident it Evil 3 is basically too. DLC. Resident Evil 2 is a bit like is a proper game, but also it's from P- the PS1 generation, so it's a lot shorter. Yes. It's a lot sh- uh, shorter in scope as well. Whereas Resident Evil 4, when it if, when it came out, it's a massive game both in I mean scope and time. Like the game is like 20 yeah. hours long. It has fucking huge monsters in it it has all these characters it's got you think they're game for people who haven't played it, it, it and look i'm saying this as someone who's actually never finished it i've started this game so many fucking times resident, <laughs> resident evil 4 is the reason we have games like resident evil 7 and resident evil village like yeah, yeah. like like this is resident evil 5 and 6 were a bit of mis- missteps biohazard and village both go back to this kind of um, formula that was developed in Resident Evil 4 and I think I'm excited to see all these characters brought to life I'm excited to 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 see this new vision and this new um, outlook on Resident Evil 4 it, I think it's one of the fantastic games it would be so fucking hype if they like announced before launch that they were going to randomly bring the chainsaw controller back to like um, to um, Xbox and PlayStation, that would be so dope because that was a GameCube exclusive and a very Nintendo thing back in the day. Um, but yeah, it, it is weird when you think of it. Resident Evil Four started as a, as a GameCube game, mm-hmm. like it was that was its original release was just purely and exclusively on GameCube. So um, I'm so fucking excited for this. This is this is going to be so much fun. Yeah. No, very keen as well to finally actually finish the game. I've watched people play it through from start to finish, but I've I watched never, so many speedruns. Yeah, I've never finished. Like <laughs> uh, during games done quick each year, I always make sure I check in the the Resident Evil Four speedruns because they're always really fun. Doesn't take them twenty hours, that's for sure. No, damn sure. All right, let's finish up today. Let's talk about McDonald's because I just want to piss Kieran off. I love doing that. Uh, so if in case you missed the story, it's still available, uh, I assume, um, probably it was limited time, but there's no way they've sold out, but you can yeah, head on over yeah. to McDonald's right now. Um, you can get yourself, uh, you can get yourself one of three meals. You can get yourself uh, a Big Mac. You can get yourself a fucking McChicken. You can get yourself a fucking McChicken Nuggets meal. You can get any of these things. And what you get with that is you get a, a bag, right? And on the bag has Overwatch, Overwatch art. That's pretty fucking cool, right? But you know what the biggest thing is? Is that you that's get- That's That's fucking- you, you put that on your, your wall and hang it, son. Paul, you, yeah, hang it up. You hang that shit up. Um, it's got a character from Overwatch on it. Yeah, but you know what else you on get? On a McDonald's bag. It's got lots of characters from Overwatch on it, which I think that's fucking cool as fuck. And you eat that- the food. Like, you, you, let's you, not you undersell do. the fact you eat you the, the food. food. You get the glorious, it's crazy. healthy- <laughs> Dairy-free. Dairy-free. Unless you get- as long as you ask for no cheese. Uh, uh, and no Big Mac sauce. No I Big Mac I feel like the Big Mac Probably sauce- Probably does. Is, you can get all of yeah, that- yeah. Do you eat Big Mac still? Fuck no. Okay, well, that big Mac, big, big Mac. But the thing that you're buying this for, everyone, is because you get a fucking Overwatch rare as fuck skin. What you get Ooh. is the epic Tracer Lightning skin. Am I right? Tracer. Kid? Everybody loves the Tracer Lightning. Everybody loves Lightning. Everybody loves exciting skins. is yellow. Everybody loves skins. Everybody loves them skins. Super rare, exclusive to Australian McDonald's. Nowhere else in the world you can get this Tracer skin. Boom, 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 boom. Pretty cool. Big deal. Big deal. Big I'm, I'm, I'm McLovin' it. <laughs> I too am McLovin' I'm going to get one of these. I'm going to get one of these. I want my, I want my, I want my fucking skin. I'm going to get my fucking meal and I'm going to get my fucking skin. Kieran, all right? I'm going to go get my fucking epic. I'm going to get my epic 
Tracer Lightning skin, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to play Overwatch 2, and I'm going to get so many headshots, because I have the best skin in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Tracer skin, and I can pretend I'm a I'm a I'm a electric gym Pokemon. I can a pretend electric Pokemon I'm a gym Pikachu. Leader. I'm gonna run around with all chat voice comes on going pick a pick a pick a pick. I'm gonna meet my Mike Nuggets. I'm gonna be so- But you got to do it in like a British accent because she's like British, right? Oh, he got the. Kieran, you're not saying <gasps> much. <bro. laughs> yeah, Kieran, what the fuck is wrong with you? We're talking about Overwatch. We're talking about Overwatch. Why aren't you like getting super excited? You seem pretty. Feel like, yeah, get hot. Feel like from Dylan's point of view, this is revenge for the last episode of Rings of Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen to Rings of Power. Fuck you, at the end of the fucking thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> just fucking bleeding my ear holes over here. Even though me and Ash had been saying that entire fucking show, that the thing that you're saying that I'm not saying because it's a spoiler, we were on board. Right? You're full of shit. Said it the entire episode. Every episode. Entire show. Right? So fuck you and the Overwatch skin you wrote in on. It wouldn't be the. Not you know this one, the exclusive to McDonald's here in Australia. Do you want to explain why you're so depressed? I'll give you the full fucking context of this, right? Is I really enjoy Tracer as a character. She's really fun to play. But. Okay, I was no also very looking excited for uh, the Overwatch and McDonald's Australia uh, collaboration. Yeah. I thought that was really fucking cool. McDonald's just tweeted the Overwatch logo. It's like, yeah, McDonald's. What, and what I was like, what? And it's McDonald's Australia. And like McDonald's has had a, a close relationship with the uh, Overwatch esports scene in Australia for contenders and has sponsored it yeah. for many years now. I was like, cool. This is really fucking exciting to yeah. see. They got the uh, adult McDonald's. Happy Meals over in America? Was it yeah. going to be some cool figures? Yeah, that would have been I pretty cool. I didn't think it was going to be that far. I didn't think we were going to be that far. I didn't think we were that far. What I didn't expect for them to do was to rehash an Overwatch 1 skin. Wait, what? What? I don't understand. What are you saying? This is Overwatch 2. Yes, but that skin was released in Overwatch 1. This is Overwatch 2. It is Overwatch 2. So you'd think they'd release a new skin for this to make this promotion kind of fucking poggers and to make you go and get it. It's an old Overwatch 1 skin, an epic skin, so it's not even the legendary. This is my most hated skin in the game. The fact is, this is so well known that I hate this skin amongst my group of friends that I play with. When they play Tracer, they all, like, they use this skin to torment me and they run around in front of me because of how much... I think this is the ugliest fucking skin in the game. Karen. And to wake up the other morning, my fucking dreary ass life being flooded, being trapped in my house, to fucking see Lightning Tracer is the skin you get with fucking McDonald's meals, that's just a fucking slap in the face. Karen, I got it's probably, monetarily, it's technically like a $14, $15 skin. But... That's the price of the meal, it pays for itself. Yeah, I know, it just pays for itself, really. But it's the worst fucking skin in the game. And Blizzard, why you gotta fuck me like this? Damn it, you took away! I was gonna say the damn like, <laughs> <you're gonna laughs> Yes! Yes! 
Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, what wait. You didn't, saying... say, you wouldn't say this. Yeah, you didn't say good enough. You didn't build up. You didn't build up moment enough. I fucking take it back. He never said it. He never said it. Kieran did say that. Kieran just finished what he was saying. What I was going to do was Kieran respond, respond, respond. Kieran, 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 Kieran. Yeah. Blizzard, why are you gonna fuck me like no, this? No, fuck you, man. You got no, no. <laughs> just edit it in post. All right. <laughs> But what you're saying, Kieran, is McDonald's put out a skin that you really, really hate. That it would be really bad if we were ever to play Overwatch 2 to be wearing that skin playing Tracer with you. Yes, yes, it would. Sounds like we need to get that skin. I'm getting nuggets tomorrow, baby. Dylan's Dylan's eating nuggets for tomorrow for lunch. Right? (sighs) McNuggies and Tracer skins for this boy. Look on Twitter to see me see my live unboxing. You play as multiple (laughs) Tracers. I don't. There's really one know. per, one no. per team. I believe they call that a Tracy. Yeah, Tracers. Just a, the plural of Tracys. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of <laughs> Okay Couch. If you like the show and you'd like to let us know, head on over to our Discord or our Twitters. ExplosionNetwork.com/slash/Twitter will take you to a list with all such things. ExplosionNetwork.com/slash/Discord will take you to our Discord. And if you liked this episode and thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to explosionnetwork.com slash support. Set up a monthly recurring payment or a one drop to help support the website, help support the podcast. It's all just fucking support us. Love us. We need money to buy McDonald's. I need money to buy McDonald's. Tracer skins. I need money to cover the mic that I brought and showed up after I got back from PAX. <laughs> and to that I say, why would they would fuck me like this? Is beyond me. You See you here like next line, week. Same time, same couch. So Fuck off. You <laughs> fucked that up so bad. That was worse than either of my deliveries. Well, he said the entire line. So yeah, you helps. didn't. You didn't. You didn't say the entire he line. He stumbled across the entire line. He didn't even do it fucking cleanly. I didn't. I did it with a particular canter. No, you stumbled over the fucking words. I mean, you both said, you I both forgot to add the thanks a lot. But yeah, yeah we, we both fucked it up. Yep.